Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossard, S.J. Book 2, Chapter 1, Section 1, The Life of God and the Soul Continued. No more books with marked passages for such a soul. Often enough, it is even deprived of a regular director, for God allows it no other support than that which he gives it himself. Its dwelling is in darkness, forgetfulness, abandonment, death, and nothingness. It feels keenly its wants and miseries without knowing from whence or when will come its relief. With eyes fixed on heaven, it waits peacefully and without anxiety for someone to come to its assistance. God, who finds no purer disposition in his spouse than this entire self-renunciation for the sake of living the life of grace according to the divine operation, provides her with necessary books, thoughts, insight into her own soul, advice and counsel, and the examples of the wise. Everything that others discover with great difficulty, this soul finds in abandonment, and what they guard with care in order to be able to find it again, this soul receives at the moment there is occasion for it, and afterwards relinquishes so as to admit nothing but exactly what God desires it to have in order to live by him alone. The former soul undertakes an infinity of good works for the glory of God. The latter is often cast aside in a corner of the world like a bit of broken crockery, apparently of no use to anyone. There, this soul, forsaken by creatures, but in the enjoyment of God, by a very real, true, and active love, active although infused in repose, does not attempt anything by its own impulse. It only knows that it has to abandon itself and to remain in the hands of God to be used by him as he pleases. Often it is ignorant of its use, but God knows well. The world thinks it is useless, and appearance gives color to this judgment. But nevertheless, it is very certain that in mysterious ways and by unknown channels it spreads abroad an infinite amount of grace on persons who often have no idea of it, and of whom it never thinks. In souls abandoned to God, everything is efficacious. Everything is a sermon and apostolic. God imparts to their silence, to their repose, to their detachment, to their words, gestures, etc., a certain virtue which, unknown to them, works in the hearts of those around them. And as they were guided by the occasional actions of others, who are made use of by grace to instruct them without their knowledge, in the same way they, in their turn, 
are made use of for the support and guidance of others without any direct acquaintance with them or understanding to that effect. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One day, a sister, a religious sister, asked St. Bernadette, when they were in their convent, whether she felt bad that after having been the visionary at our, for Lords, for Our Lady of Lords, after so much had happened, whether now in this somewhat remote, distant convent where they were living, whether she felt bad, whether she felt lonely. Why wasn't more made of St. Bernadette, the nun, was basically asking. And St. Bernadette said no. She said, you see that broom over there? When we need it, we take it out of the closet. And when we're done, we put it back away. And there it remains hidden. And St. Bernadette said, I was used by Our Lady for a purpose, and I was brought forth. But now she no longer needs me, and so I can remain hidden in this convent with no fanfare, without anyone making a big deal of me. And I'm very content. Well, St. Bernadette is a good example of what Father de Cassade's talking about. He's talking about two types of souls. How we open this chapter. The soul that lives in God. And then the soul, the state of soul in which God lives in the soul. Now again, this is not as though the first person, the soul that lives in God, doesn't have God within. No, from our baptism, the Holy Spirit is sent into our hearts. And through the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son make their home with us. Anyone in the state of grace has God dwelling within, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when he says the soul that lives in God and the state in which God lives in the soul, he's talking about a focus of attention. He's talking about how the soul experiences things. What's going on primarily in the soul. And in the state he's talking about tonight, he's talking about a soul that has God in it as constantly moving. The soul that lives in God is the one who has to regulate everything. Everything is kind of directed towards God. The soul is kind of very conscious of what it's doing. Whereas this other soul, like St. Bernadette, is the soul in which God is living. God is the first mover. The soul begins to do nothing by its own impulse. It doesn't attempt things. 
It waits on God and then follows his lead very, very faithfully. It's not trying to undertake all these works except as God leads it. And if it's cast into a corner, it's very happy with this. It's happy with it in the high point of its soul because of what it wants to do is to follow God. And so what Father Dickosad is saying is that the Lord, to get us into that state of relying on him, he strips us of a lot of the things that we were formerly relying on. He strips us of a regular director, spiritual director. Why? Because at some point the Lord wants us to have support in him alone. He allows us to undergo a kind of situation in which we are disposed to him, to his guidance to his operation. And it often is the case that the soul doesn't even know where the relief is coming from. It, it begins to feel its miseries as never before. It begins to have wants and sufferings it didn't know about before. But what's beautiful about this condition is that the soul begins to rely completely on God. And it knows that God somehow, some way, will bring relief. It does not put its ultimate confidence in creatures. God alone begins to live there and to guide the soul. And this state is a very wonderful state, Dekosad saying. And this is the kind of thing so many of the saints undergo. And every Christian, in his own way, in her own way, begins to enter into this state. God gradually takes away certain things that we thought we needed to teach us that there's one thing necessary. Friendship with Christ, relying on the divine power. Come, Holy Spirit, give us courage. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.